This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunners all back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK times. Move my mic a little bit closer. There we go. Lovely stuff. We've got people in the house. I'm trying to keep the volume a little bit quieter this morning. So apologies if you do hear this voice a little bit different than you usually do. But good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Um, and uh, yeah, I've had a fantastic week. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to Arsenal's final game of pre-season with Arsenal set to face Sevilla in the Emirates Cup in the final game of preparations ahead of Arsenal's match against Crystal Palace next Friday. It has flown around how quickly this pre-season has finished. We've played five games so far against Ipswich and Everton, Orlando, Chelsea and of course Brentford and we finished pre-season with a final game against one of the Spanish giants who really was involved in the La Liga title race last season until right towards the end and have definitely grown as a team, uh, hugely, you know, since Monchi has returned, uh, it's been a very, very good moment for for Sevilla. So it's going to be a difficult game, a real challenge, and probably the right kind of test before Arsenal kick off their season. So I'm looking forward to seeing that a little bit later. We'll talk a bit more about the game in a bit. But good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're good. Hope you're well. Good morning to Matt G, to Brad, to Simon. Uh, good morning to Canoe and Paul and, and uh, John. We've got Chris and Matt G and uh, Black Shine. Simon, good morning, John. Stevie, Hal, Andreas, good morning all of you and everybody else, of course, joining us and making this a continued part of their morning routines. Thank you for those that join us on our weekend shows. I know they're not the most popular ones in the world, but they are the ones that show the most commitment from you guys. It's a lot easier to get up and watch these shows when you've got work or school or whatever, but when you've got a weekend to keep the commitment up and joining us every morning, fair play to you guys. Fair play indeed. Let's kick off by telling you about yesterday's show. If you haven't already given it a watch, I sat down and did kind of a big um, explainer piece on the idea of keeping Pepe for next season and why the reality of Arsenal's situation might lead to us deciding to keep hold of the Ivorian instead of bringing someone else in. Not that I would rather see someone else come in, because I would, but just explaining the processes behind why it might be quite likely and might even be for the best that we keep hold of Pepe for next season. So if you want to find out the explanations of that, certainly worth a watch. It is the last upload on the channel for your viewing 
pleasure. Uh, our first story, though, uh, if you haven't already gone and watched it, I definitely encourage you to go and do that. But the Arsenal boys took uh, <laughs> took to the golfing fields uh, and played some adventure golf. It was a lot of fun. I'm liking this kind of social environment, the cultural stability that's being built up at the club right now and a lot of the fun expose videos if you like behind the scenes clips of the players we of course are going to be treated to the amazon documentary on thursday uh, and there's obviously the inside hail end which i have found out you can watch the first episode if you remember on the arsenal website and more are sent to come as well but uh, yeah, more behind the scenes stuff is always welcome in the world of Arsenal. So give that a watch. Now, Arsenal's under-21s lost one of their final pre-season preparation games, 3-2 against Boreham Woods. And frustratingly, young striker Kayon Edwards, who is meant to be kind of the next in line to follow, follow in Balogun and lead that under-21s line this season, did unfortunately suffer an injury. Uh, how long or how serious that injury was, we don't yet know. But Edwards will have to fight back and uh, hopefully recover in time for the new season. But there isn't any extra info right now on how bad that injury is. Speaking of injuries, and Raul Waters looks like his early season preparations are going down the drain, unfortunately. He posted to Instagram that he is currently in a protective boot. It could be that this is just an impact injury and nothing particularly to worry about. They do take all the precautions and often over-prepare at times uh, for these types of injuries. So it doesn't mean that Walters is going to be out for a long time, guaranteed, but it doesn't look great. If you remember the pictures of Fabio Vieira, he was in a protective boot and we can think about how long it's been since he's played. So if you were hoping to catch a glimpse of maybe Walters at the Emirates Cup, that looks very, very unlikely indeed. However, Lucas Torreira, Tommy Asu, Hector Bellerin, all training ahead of the Emirates Cup return. It could be interesting to see whether or not Tommy Asu and Tierney are included in the match day squad. You can also see Nelson and Saliba in the background of the image. Both of them should be involved in the game. Lucas Torreira will be very surprised to see involved. Bellerin's involvement as well is in question with the whole reports around him wanting to cancel his Arsenal contract and move to Betis. We'll have to wait and see how that transpires. But Tommy Asu and Tierney are the big two ones to watch out for tomorrow, or rather today, <laughs> to see their inclusion a little bit later on with a 12.30pm kickoff here in the UK. Now, Tavares has completed his loan move. He signed his contracts yesterday. He flew in to complete his deal uh, with the French side, and he will spend next season on loan in Marseille, uh, following in the footsteps of Saliba and Genduzi and Saya Kalasinac, of course. There is no option in this loan. It is a straight dry loan deal, and he will return to Arsenal at the end of the season, having played a full season, hopefully, of starting elite level football which is very very positive for him he should also get some champions league experience playing for the french side too which is only going to be beneficial now according to the athletic reese nelson is set to be given some opportunities or there is the possibility that he will be given opportunities to prove that he can still compete in this arsenal squad we talked a lot yesterday about the idea of arsenal bringing in a right winger and how difficult it is to find the right profile of player or someone that's good enough and that it might be better for Arsenal to continue with the options that they have this season and so that next summer they can go out and buy a really transformative and marquee player. In that time, they can still have a much better look and see whether or not Reese Nelson is going to be uh, a factor in the future for us. But I'm hoping, at least, um, we can see Nelson show some kind of potential still. And I know a lot of people like him. A lot of people want to see him succeed whilst there are plenty of others that think that his time at Arsenal have probably come to an end at this point. I hope he succeeds, because if he does, it means that Arsenal succeed, and that's only going to be a positive thing. 
Moving forwards, and Grimaldo's links to Arsenal have yet to go away. Ekrem Kuna reported that Arsenal, along with a number of other teams, are still keeping tabs on the Spanish left-back. It would be a bit of a surprise, though, if Arsenal went in for him now, having secured the signing of Alexander Zinchenko. But these links have not yet gone away. That said, I would, as I've just mentioned, take this with quite a large pinch of salt. I can't see Arsenal moving for Grimaldo at all. And our headline story of the way comes from Defensor Central, who report that Arsenal are amongst a number of teams, including Juventus and Real Madrid, that are potentially looking at Timo Werner on a loan move for the summer. In terms of likelihood, I'll give this a solid two or three out of ten. I don't really see Chelsea being open to the idea of giving one of their main top four rivals for next season. And don't get me wrong, you know, Chelsea, I don't see as title challengers for next season. They're target should be set in my view a little bit lower this time around and they could be a little bit vulnerable in the race for top four losing Timo Werner to Arsenal whether or not what you think about him and his transition to the Premier League and his inconsistencies I'm not sure whether or not that would make too much sense for Chelsea to loan Timo Werner to Arsenal that said I was curious to see how people would feel about the idea of this loan move putting it into the chat box and a poll make sure you voted if you haven't done so already 41% of you so far have said yes, you would take Timo Werner alone. And as I expected, a larger proportion, but maybe not as large as I suspected. 59% of you saying that you would not take Timo Werner on loan from Chelsea next season. Indeed, very, very interesting uh, response is quite split still. I really thought it would lean more heavily in favour of no uh, and not taking Timo Werner. He has got a wage packet of over £200,000 per week, I believe, uh, but wouldn't obviously cost Arsenal anything to get him in for the season and could offer Arsenal more options in their striking department. Um, I know that Turkish is a big fan of, of the idea of bringing in Timo Werner. I remember seeing a clip of that. Is he the right player for Arsenal? I'm not so sure. But if it was a case between him and nobody... I don't think I'd say necessarily outright no to the idea um, if it was a case between him and and no one else. And if it means that you're taking a striker off Chelsea, who are struggling for forwards at the moment, um, because we don't know who they're going to sign in a striking position this summer. It's still very much up in the air regarding a a striker for Chelsea. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, But it would cost Arsenal around £10 million on wages, just more than that to bringing him for the season. Uh, let's see if this one turns into anything more realistic or if we see any greater and stronger links with Werner. If we do, I'll have to do a tactical breakdown on the player that I never thought I'd be looking to do a tactical breakdown on. But for now, I don't think there is too much of a reality of Timo Werner joining up with Arsenal, despite these reports coming out from Spain right now. And that completes all of today's stories, other than the fact, of course, that we will be playing Sevilla in the Emirates Cup at 12.30pm UK time. Make sure that you are going to be watching it. I believe you can watch it through the Arsenal website. If you're going to the game, if you would like to help contribute to our Football.London live blog, I'll be doing the minute by minute for Football London later on today, then I'd love if you would get involved with it. As usual, all you need to do is tweet your video thoughts, your videos you're at the game, videos before the game, if you're at the pub with some friends. Uh, and your thoughts about things. Maybe you've come over for the game. I know a fair few people have. I know a lot of our members are going to the game today. If you can help us out and sort out a video, tweet it out with the hashtag FL Arsenal. Tag myself at Tom Cantor Media uh, as well. Then I'll hopefully be able to get it into the blog. It makes it much more engaging, interactive. And for those fans that don't ever get to go to games as well, getting that match day experience in there is, is really, really great for those people. So if you are going to the game and you're able to send in a video of either you in the crowd or you before the game or your thoughts before the game, 
please do not hesitate and uh, tweet out with the hashtag FLArsenal and we will endeavour to get it into our match day blog. Without further ado, let's take a quick break and go through some of your questions. Okay, let's uh, jump into the chat box and see what some of you guys have been saying this morning. Um, Ben Wright says, uh, Morning, Tom. I've heard some rumours that Arsenal have a gentleman's agreement with Fabregas to return to Arsenal after his Como. He's, of course, gone on loan to Como. um, To train as a coach for Arsenal. Anything on this you've seen or heard? No, Ben, I've not. I'd be very interested to see where you've seen these rumours. if you are available to share them, please do DM me on Twitter as to where you've seen them because that's very interesting. I like the old, I like players of you know of Arsenal coming back and getting involved with the club in some way. It's always beneficial. I've always been a big advocate of trying to see Santi Cazorla return when his career finishes. He's obviously extended his contract in Qatar, but he could yet return as a coach to join Mikel Arteta's squad when his playing career does finish. Be great to see Cesc Fabregas back at the club. He's always talked about himself being an Arsenal. Um, an Arsenal guy, despite his time, of course, at Chelsea. So, yeah, I've not heard anything. I'd love to know where you heard it from. Um, but uh, certainly one to keep your eyes and ears peeled for, it seems. Uh, let's go to um, Super Cat, who says, Morning, Tom. Other than injuries, is there something you fear seeing today that does not bode well for next season? Um the, the thing that worries most to me is a lack of preparedness, to be honest. If we think about the fact that we've got the game on Friday, we've got less than a week to the Premier League starts. If we don't seem to look like what we are going to do for that game, you know, I would like to see us probably start a team that's going to start the game against Crystal Palace to give us the best level of preparedness for that fixture. That's a worry. Uh, I'd like to see kind of a starting eleven that's going to be playing in that game. If we don't see that... Have we really sorted out the final details of what we're going to do? Arguably, we would still have the week to do that. But that's what would worry me the most, is if we don't see a team prepared for the game next Friday. Um, Harrison says, uh, Harrison Connaby, it's been a while since I've seen the chat, my friends. Uh, Hi, Tom. With Saka, Vieira and Jesus all able to play on the right wing, plus Pepe and Nelson, should we not be more concerned with centre-forwards and the left-hand side? It's a good question because you're right. You know, those three players can play on the right-hand side, as can Pepe and Nelson. The big thing for me was always going to be about adding quality to the forward line, a player that was going to take us up a level. If we are going to do that, I always felt it should be a right-sided player who had the potential to also play in the middle. And if you're going to do that, it's very difficult to try and find those players. And you've also got to move Pepe and Nelson on, most likely, if you're going to do that. But I see what you're saying, setting the forwards, bringing in someone who could play potentially, you know, as maybe as a more of a plan B style option, give us more height, verticality, aerial threat would def- definitely be beneficial. On the left-hand side, you've got Martinelli, you've got Smith Rowe, Jesus can, of course, play there as well. And Ketia can also play there. Balogun for now can also play there. Fabio Vieira has played on the left as well. You know, there is plenty of options for us. Nelson can play on the left-hand side. So can Pepe, in fairness, you know, and has done. We have lots of options in the wide areas. It was always for me about adding something of quality that could also cover centrally too, whilst moving out some of the surplus talent that we've got. But the priority for me is absolutely a central midfielder. If Arsenal don't bring in anything into the central midfield this summer, I'm going to be very, very disappointed indeed. Uh, Shreyas, is the game telecasted on TV? Telecasted? Never heard about that before, but uh, you can watch it on the Arsenal website, but I still think that you're going to have to pay 
to watch the game, unfortunately. Uh, Amira says, morning, Tom. If Pepe's value this window is around £20, £25 million, how much do you think his highest and lowest value could be next season, depending on how he does in the Europa League? He'll only have a year left. It will depend on how he performs. It will also depend on how much interest there is in him with a year left. Ultimately, value is dictated by what people are willing to pay for players. That's why Leno went for eight. That's why other players have gone for more money. Jesus at 45 million, one year left on his contract. The value is determined what, by what clubs are willing to pay for those players. And if people aren't willing to pay 20, 25 million for Pepe now, it's because his value isn't worth that amount. Also, wages come into it as well, which can diminish value too. We'll see what changes between now and next summer when Pepe will most likely, it seems now, move on. But I don't know ultimately what his value could be. It will depend on how many teams are interested in trying to sign him. That will dictate his value. Um, let's go to Belage says, with the Athletic reporting on Nelson staying, does this point towards us signing a midfielder? I still think the midfielder has been the main one. You know, if we were going to sign a player, it would be a midfielder between now and the end of the window. We'll have to wait and see if that happens, of course. But that's what I always thought would be the priority for the Gunners this summer. Uh, let's go to Paul, who says, do you think today's starting lineup will be the starting lineup against Palace? I hope so, Paul. That's what I'm hoping to see. Will we see Tomiyasu and Tierney? It depends on where their rehabilitation from injury is from. If they do feature, obviously, it's a really, really positive thing for us. I still don't think they would start. I have a feeling it will be White and Saliba and Gabriel and Zinchenko that are probably the starting back four. But who knows? Things could yet change. Um, let's go to Harry, who says, Hi, Tom. I'm wondering if Arsenal have new screens in the stadium yet. They have new screens, as far as I'm aware. I think I saw some a video on Reddit that showed they were testing out the new screens. Uh, the outside wraps have been done, from what I see. Uh, any news and turnstiles and roofs of a 40-week job? Any news on that? There was rumours that it might be taking place during the winter break when the World Cup's on. I know that they've been implementing the new screens inside the stadium so that should be in place but uh beyond that i'm not sure a lot of you are going to have to be my reporters on the ground today as i cover the game from home doing the minute by minute um so let us know if you are going to the game what changes you notice in and around the stadium we would love to know uh adam says hi tom what about mudrick uh for our secret winger he's a bit of a a punt but potentially seems unreal i'm pretty sure he moved did he not this summer i'm sure that i thought he moved this summer uh, someone was trying to snap him up. Does he play for Shakhtar? Um, he moved in January to Shakhtar, uh, potentially. But yeah, he's an exciting player. I've seen some really interesting clips of him, the dribbling, the acceleration, the pace. Who knows? Maybe he's a player that we're interested in, but he's definitely on my radar because I've seen some amazing little bits of, of football from the guy. Um, let's go to Ian. He says, the time between the close of the summer window and the January window has been shortened by the World Cup. Do you suspect this is influencing our decision on cover for injuries? The January window is only going to be used for us really in terms of opportunity and, of course, reacting to any squad problems that we face. It's very rarely that many clubs use the January window to propel their season. Spurs did it last summer. We've done it in the past with Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan, Arshavin, Reyes, you know, these types of players. But it's mainly used as, as a window to, to attack if only you have those issues behind the scenes with injuries so who knows maybe we're looking to use it if we don't have the opportunities to buy this summer but i more so think that they'd be looking to the 2023 summer to strengthen certain areas that they don't think there is enough quality out there in this window to really use to tackle things who knows things might change 
have you seen John Percy reporting that Newcastle have bid for James Madison? No, I haven't. But if that's true, Fonzie, then fair play. He's a decent, very, very, very decent player and it would be a very exciting signing for Newcastle to make. Leicester would probably be a little bit unwise to sell to Newcastle considering they're one of their main rivals for European qualification next season. It wouldn't be the most smart move for them to make. Uh, Gang says, Tom, honestly a bit concerned about attackers and centre mids in the team, specifically with the Europa World Cup and FA Cup runs. Seems we are short by two decent quality players. What's your opinion? As I've said, I'd like Arsenal to go out and add two more players in attack and, of course, midfield. Left centre-back is another area. If we don't do it, we don't do it. But, you know, I am concerned that we need some quality in those areas. Quality is the thing. Numbers isn't the thing. We've got numbers. Quality is the problem at Arsenal in those positions right now. Uh, let's go to Ben says, we don't talk about Yuri. Uh, what's the crowd me? Is he coming for that black kit? Potentially. It's very nice indeed. If you are going to be convinced to join Arsenal, that black kit is certainly going to do something to try and convince you. Tillemans is one that's going to run. We've said for some times it seems it's going to run towards the end of the window. Let's see what happens indeed, whether or not Tillemans ends up at Arsenal. And we will, of course, cover the story and keep you updated on that line if anything changes before the end of the summer window. Um, let's go to Mashengo says, is it true that Sam Maximum is being offloaded by Newcastle? Could he be the mystery winger? I hope not. I'm not really a big fan of Alan Sam Maximum. I think he's a lot of show, no go. Um, kind of like Nicolas Pepe. I don't really ne- think it's necessarily a big upgrade on what we've already got, or I don't think it necessarily improves on the depth that we've already got really either. I wouldn't be going for Alan San Maximan. I'm not a big fan of his at all, to be fair. A lot of show, not a lot of go. Um, let's go to, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Ashton says, in regards to the poll, don't you think on loan it's a good deal? I understand that his consistency is bad, but when he was with Leipzig, he was unstoppable. For a loan, I think it's worth it. What are your thoughts? I think if it's a case of bringing Werner in on loan and nothing else, you know, I'm I'm very open to that. Werner is a player that can add you goals. Werner is a player that can add you versatility, but he's also a risk, a big, big risk, because you don't know what he's going to bring to the team. I also don't like the idea of developing at him and then sending him back to Chelsea. If we were to get him on loan, I think I'd like an option to be included in the deal to potentially buy him. I don't like the idea of just a straight loan. But if we are going to bring him in, it has to be of an option. Because what you don't want to do is bringing him in on loan. He then finds his form, goes back to Chelsea and becomes a world beater. You know, that's not what we want to happen. So we surely have to have a an option included in that deal to, 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 you know, if it was if it was ever going to happen. That said, I just don't see a low move for Timo Werner materialising at this stage. I just don't see it as a realistic move for Arsenal to make. Uh, Harrison says, would you take Dan Axel Zagadou on a free to satisfy the left-footed centre-back role if Pablo Marie leaves? Seems like a fair punt for a 23-year-old. If it is a free, it does make a lot of sense. I see what you're saying. Um because it's not an investment, you know, only wages are going to come into it. Potentially, that could be a problem. Uh, it's interesting that no one has really gone um, for him. You know, I, I don't really think that there's a lot of interest in Zagadou, especially from uh, in terms of an elite level right now. That could change if Chelsea struggle to bring in another centre-back. Who knows? Maybe they'll go for Zagadou. But uh, I haven't seen enough to suggest that Arsenal are going to be going in or any other elite club for Zagadou right now. And there potentially is a reason for that. 
Uh, Mikael says, Dwight McNeil a bargain for Everton. I find that a very odd move. 20 million odd quid, wasn't it, for him? He scored one goal last season. I know he scored in his debut the other day. But yeah, that's a bit of a strange one. I, I don't see that being a big signing. I might be wrong. He might surprise us all. But that's a bit of a strange one. A really strange, strange move indeed. Um, Johnny says, Tom, do you think Edu has been told to shift out the Deadwood this season regardless of value, letting Leno go for cheap, Bellerin on the cheap? Seems like we just want to get them out. I think there's an element of obviously you have the pressure to move those players on. But as I said at the start of the show, value is dictated by what people are willing to pay. If no club is willing to pay more than eight million for Leno, the club are going to have to go and accept it. If no club is willing to come in for Bellerin or if Bellerin is dictating that he only wants to go to Betis, giving Betis quite a lot of control in negotiations, it's a very, very difficult deal for Arsenal to get much money for. There are a lot of factors beyond just us needing to move players on that means that the price of these players is reduced. I hope Arsenal can get some decent figures for some of the players that move out. But the realistic... The reality is that it's probably still going to be Arsenal accepting some lower fees. Uh, Ahmed says, is Vieira available today? Excited to see him play. Potentially. He has been training with the ball outside. I don't know how involved with full training he has been as of yet. We could see him come off the bench, which would be great. Just getting an opportunity to see what he can bring to the team would be really beneficial for things. So I hope that we can see Vieira, but there's no guarantees of that. And we haven't had it confirmed yet whether or not Vieira will be in the squad at all. Um, let's go to scrolling down a little bit. Teng says a loan for Depay. Again, if it was a case of Depay or no one, I think I would take Depay on loan for a season, but nothing more than that, I don't think. Uh, let's go to scrolling down. I feel like I missed so many questions so I don't scroll enough during these videos. Um, Dylan says, are you going to the game today, Tom? Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm going to be working from home, doing the minute by minute, which is why, Dylan, if you are going, you need to tweet. I want to see some videos from the ground, outside the ground, wherever you happen to be in and around the place. Record some videos, record some of your thoughts, tweet them out, use the hashtag FLArsenal, uh, and we'll get you into our live blog. But your first game in a few years, uh, be my first game to the Emirates since I moved away a few years ago, Dylan says. Have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a fantastic time. It's sold out, the ground, today. You know, it's just going to be a sellout crowd. There's an excitement. There's a buzz. There's a feeling of anticipation around Arsenal this season. And it's great to see so many people go into these, even just a friendly. But even the Premier League games are selling out pretty quickly, too. Tickets are going to be like gold dust, it seems. And that's a really, really good thing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's go to, uh, yes, Freddie, I did. I went for the gold numbers or the bronze. It's, it's not actually gold. It's more like a bronze color than anything, but yes, I absolutely went for the Arsenal font. I can't stand the Premier League fonts on the back of shirts. They are just not very nice at all. Um, let's go to, yeah, cheers, mate. Spread the word. I don't have Twitter, but I'll spread the word. I mean, you can just tweet or Instagram the videos as well. Use the hashtag on Instagram or on Twitter, either do work um we are going to wrap things up there slightly shorter show but got to start work earlier today because i say i'm covering the game which i'm very much looking forward to thank you so much for tuning in as always do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel last final push if you are going to the game tweet out your videos hashtag fl arsenal and we will get them into the blog even if you're not going to the game and you're maybe watching from abroad you're in the us you're in asia i don't know anywhere else in the world um tweet your videos hashtag fo arsenal and use them and uh we will try and get them into the blog 
uh, as best we feasibly can. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those new with those new. Also, clicking that notification bell so you never miss a show. I've said that sentence so many times. You think I wouldn't mess it up? Um, but thank you. I'll see you again very very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.